Welcome to the Paediatric Research Podcast for February 2017. I'm Jeff Mush. This month, we're looking for the first time at the effects of secondhand marijuana smoke on young children. Over the past 15 years, the legality of marijuana for medical and recreational use has increased in the US, and there is evidence that this has led to a significant increase in its usage. The most common way to consume marijuana is by smoking it, but what effect this is having on young infants who are inhaling that smoke secondhand is not known. In order to get at this question, Karen Wilson, a paediatrician at the ICANN School of Medicine, Mount Sinai, New York, and her colleagues, carried out a secondary analysis on urine samples taken from infants during a previous study at Children's Hospital Colorado into the effects of secondhand tobacco smoke. Here's Karen, starting off with some of the details from that first study. So we had done a study looking at one-month to two-year-old children who were hospitalized at Children's Hospital Colorado with a diagnosis of bronchiolitis, which is an inflammatory viral lower airway condition. We um, had recruited these kids to look at the relationship between secondhand tobacco smoke and bronchiolitis. And once the study was over, we had 43 samples left over where we had enough urine to be able to be tested for additional compounds, and we had permission from the family to use that sample for future research. So the initial study was into the effects of secondhand tobacco smoke, and this study was now looking at the effects of secondhand marijuana smoke. Is this the first study of its kind? Yes, it's the first study that we are aware of that has been able to measure secondhand marijuana smoke metabolites in children. Another reason that you did this study now was because it was the first time you had at your disposal an assay sensitive enough to identify the trace levels of chemicals from secondhand marijuana smoke. Absolutely. Um, We were very happy that our colleagues at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention were able to develop this assay. It's able to detect very low levels of metabolites of marijuana smoke. Um, What we in the past have been able to detect is just THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, uh, but this test can test for metabolites of tetrahydrocannabinol that are found at lower concentrations um, in urine and other body fluids in children. And the concern then is that marijuana use is potentially on the rise, but there are no restrictions about smoking in front of children as there are with tobacco smoke. Correct. And and there really aren't very many um, in for tobacco smoke either. But what we found in Colorado, uh, which was interesting, was when the legislation was created or the regulations were created, it was illegal to smoke marijuana in public, which means that unless you have a private backyard, the only place that you can smoke marijuana, if you choose to do so, is in the home. And so this puts an even greater likelihood that if people are going to legally smoke marijuana, they're going to do it in a place that's going to impact their children if they have children. Right. And we don't know what the effects of that are at the moment. There are a couple of studies that have started to look at the effects of secondhand marijuana smoke. One in particular that was done in rats, actually, found that exposure to secondhand marijuana smoke impaired endothelial function um, and that this was actually persistent um, over about 60 minutes. And I suppose a lot of people who do smoke marijuana do so with tobacco anyway. In fact, we found that about 50% of the children in our study that had elevated levels of cotinine, which is a marker of tobacco exposure, were also positive for marijuana smoke exposure. 
Moving on to the results then. First and foremost, this was a proof of principle showing that it's possible to detect these metabolites at these incredibly low levels of secondhand marijuana smoke in infants. Absolutely. We wanted to demonstrate that not only would this assay work to detect these metabolites, um, but that children are in fact being exposed to secondhand marijuana smoke, which I think many people in Colorado uh, felt that uh, we were overly hysterical and worrying about this. 16% overall of these children were positive for marijuana smoke exposure. Now, these were infants who were suffering from bronchiolitis, but we're not saying specifically that these marijuana metabolites were causing their bronchiolitis. No, there's no way for us to be able to say that. What does your gut say? Um, I I suspect that just like secondhand tobacco smoke exposure can increase the severity of bronchiolitis, that being exposed to marijuana smoke is probably going to irritate the lungs um, in a similar way. There are many similar uh, compounds in the smoke of marijuana and tobacco smoke, um, and so there's no reason to suspect that children wouldn't also be affected by marijuana smoke. Do you think that there's a sort of general feeling uh, amongst the public and potentially, you know, the scientific community that marijuana's safe and or safer than tobacco? It's so often paired with the word medical. Yeah. So uh, one of the reasons that we wanted to do the study in the first place was that while we were doing our studies on secondhand tobacco smoke, when we were asking parents about use of tobacco in the home, they would say, oh, no, I don't smoke cigarettes. I only smoke marijuana now because it's natural. Uh, And there was a perception that it was a safer and better thing to be using marijuana than to use uh, tobacco. Have you got any sense that there has been an increase in uh, diseases associated with the lung in infants since this behavioral change in Colorado? Um, I think that's really difficult to say because there are so many other things that are at play um, and there's so much co-use of tobacco and marijuana, um, both of which can increase um, problems with the lungs. So I, I, I don't think that I can weigh in on that. And your initial study into secondhand tobacco smoke wasn't designed to, to study uh, the effects of secondhand marijuana smoke. Would you like no. to take more samples and do this again? So we have, in fact, done another study that's not published yet, but um, we were uh, also looking at samples that we had collected as part of another study. These are all children who are exposed to tobacco smoke. Um, So that one hopefully will be coming out um, at some point in the near future. And our ideal study would be to enroll a cohort of uh, newborn children and follow them over the course of two to three years and compare the children who had marijuana smoke exposure with those who had no exposure and look at things like developmental outcomes and their respiratory health. What would your advice be for marijuana smoking parents at the moment before we have this definitive evidence that marijuana secondhand smoke is is dangerous? I think that parents need to be uh, need to be careful and cautious about smoking marijuana in particular around children and treat it really the same way as secondhand tobacco smoke. People should not smoke marijuana in front of their children um, and they should be cautious about even doing it in in another room because we know that the smoke can travel from one room to another um, in the same way that tobacco smoke does. Um, So protecting their children from marijuana smoke is, uh, is going to be very important and prudent in this case. Parents who prefer to use edibles in places where this is legal, um, that will result in less secondhand smoke exposure, obviously, to the children. But parents need to be careful about keeping edibles, especially ones that are appealing to children like candy and brownies, um, out of reach and locked away.
Karen Wilson from Icahn School of Medicine, Mount Sinai, New York. You can read that paper in full on our website, nature.com forward slash PR. I'm Jeff Marsh. Thanks for listening.